AFL trade period central on the splash today. Two huge trades done. Deals. It's Thursday, the 12th of October. Yeah, it's been a big week on the splash so far. We thank you, all our listeners out there. It's a, a newish pod here at Fox Sports Australia. Um, so we thank you to those that have gone over to iTunes and hit that subscribe button. Uh, this is the perfect little short, sharp hit of uh, your daily news for that commute home or even uh, later tonight. Uh, whenever you decide to tune into the podcast, of course, and we're yeah, today we're going to be focusing on the AFL trade period. As I mentioned off the top, two huge trades are done deals. Uh, and before we uh, bring in our AFL guest from Melbourne, Ben Waterworth, uh, also should mention uh, what else is on the Fox Sports website today. Um, basically just fallout and follow-up from the Ange Postacoglu bombshell news that dropped yesterday that uh, su- suggesting that he's set to quit uh, after this next uh, leg uh, of the World Cup qualifiers with Honduras. Um, so former players and uh, analysts, they're, they're all having their say on the matter. It's fair to say no one's, uh, no one's too happy with Ange at the moment. Uh, as, as we spoke about on the splash yesterday with Fox football writer Dave Weiner. Uh, you know, he's gone from the darling of Australian football to uh, the other end of the spectrum. Uh, and on the Fox Football podcast, uh, which also published yesterday afternoon, uh, so I would recommend going over and check checking that out, which goes into a lot more detail about the Socceroos situation as it stands. Fox Football commentator Brenton Speed, he had a, a, an idea that um, we should go and maybe rent... Uh, Goose hitting for the upcoming World Cup as a as a short, quick solution. Uh, if we, uh, you know, of course, do make it that far and and get past Honduras, uh, so plenty of football content on the Fox Sports website. Um, and as far as rugby league slash rugby union is concerned, the Raiders have added to their books the Canberra Raiders by signing Australian schoolboy star Charlie Rourke. Uh, Christy Doran, uh, rugby writer, has penned all the details, uh, which is one of the big stories on, on the Fox Sports website right now. And if you have a look at the video in that yarn, uh, this Charlie uh, Rourke is an absolute beast. Um, some of the highlights of, uh, of his time playing at schoolboy level. Uh, so definitely worth checking that out. But really, the big news of the day has happened... Well, mainly in Melbourne, um, because AFL trade period has gone into overdrive on this Thursday with two big trades getting done. So to talk about that with me on the splash, we have Fox Footy's uh, fearless leader, Ben Waterworth. How are we? Fine, sir. Philip, I'm well, and you don't know how long I've been waiting up all night and make my debut on the splash. So thanks, <laughs> thanks for having me on. Yeah, well, I mean, that's got to be right up there with uh, making your your WNBL uh, broadcasting debut on the weekend, right? Career highlights left, right, and centre over the past five days. So <laughs> yes, exactly. We can talk about that later, but uh, Benny, we better get cracking with uh Well, with the probably the biggest one um, potentially of the trade period, which is. Jake Lever, the Adelaide, the young Adelaide defender, which has been um, 
creating headlines for months now. Um, and and finally, we have uh, we have a done deal. So uh, please talk me talk me through it, Benny. So Jake Lever plus pick thirty five plus a future third rounder goes the way of the Melbourne Demons. Pick ten, a future first and a future fourth, heading back to the Crows. Um, and I suppose the one thing worth mentioning with that, so pick ten is theirs in this upcoming draft. And this yep. future first, heading back to the Crows, the Demons, well, they'll be hoping that's somewhere between the range of pick 14 to 18 if they can climb themselves up the ladder. That's right. So that Adelaide pick, so will be Melbourne's first round pick next year. So that all depends on where Melbourne finish on the ladder. If they're outside the bottom, uh, if they're outside the top eight, it's the end of next home and away season, or if they're in the finals, depending on where they get eliminated as well. So Adelaide will be hopefully hoping for a uh, Melbourne low finish. I don't think that's going to happen, though. I think the Demons are onwards and, and upwards. Yeah. But as you mentioned, it has been, I think, the, the big trade of... Since, since Dustin Martin re-signed with Richmond just before the final series, yeah. I think the, the Lever trade has been the most discussed community-wide for... Uh, and, and particularly since he nominated Melbourne as well. Uh, Jake Nile was all over that, that story last week that he was uh, he nominated Melbourne and was and officially told that the Crows he wanted out. I suppose the most surprising thing is that considering that the magnitude of the trade is that both clubs have been pretty quick to, to nail it down. Yeah. And I think it's well done to the Demons as well. I yeah. think they have been pretty quick to not blink, but to accept that to get this deal done, they needed to give up a pretty significant amount of ground, and that's what they did with giving up their first-round pick this year and their first-round pick next year as well. And then they've got a couple of sweeteners in there with pick 35, as you mentioned, and a couple of futures for next year in the third and fourth round. So overall, Melbourne have given up a fair bit. But considering that the Demons have have, have gone to the well, have gone to the draft so much in the past half decade or so, and their list is in such good position, I think they'll be pretty happy to give up those two first-rounders. And they bring in the second-best intercept marker in the competition uh, behind Jeremy McGovern this year, and Lever's only 21 years of age. So yeah, I think yeah. I think both teams are, I think both teams have got a bit of a win-win out of this for mine, and uh, I think Adelaide are well positioned now to to use those picks they've got back, you know, to to potentially nab uh, someone else or even go to the draft itself. So I, I think mm. it's a win-win for both sides. Yeah, well, that that really is the the sweetener, Jake Lever's age, right? You know, he's already in that elite bracket of of defenders, and he's only 21. He could do this easily yep. for another 10 years. Yeah, I suppose the thing that to, to make note of is that Lever isn't a lockdown Daniel Talia-style no. key defender. He is that third defender who, I think, you, you sort of match him up on paper, and his best matchup is probably a Jack Gunston from Hawthorne. He's the, he'll take mm. that third defender, or he'll play as that loose man, and he'll do it so, so well. Uh, he's <laughs> a modern-age defender. He is, and we joked about the potential of seeing Jake Lee the go up against someone like a Tex Walker uh, a little bit later, maybe next year, uh, whether that actually comes to fruition, because there's been a little bit of a few jibes thrown, particularly from Walker's way towards uh, Lever, but that's a matchup that might not happen because Walker's the kind of player that uh, a Tom McDonald might play on if he's, yeah. uh, if 
if he's playing down back. But uh, Lever is a star of the competition already, I think, and will only get better. And I think he might thrive at Melbourne as well. I think it would be Tex heading the way of Lever's uh, direction, <laughs> to be perfectly honest, when those yeah, two sides are inevitably meet in round one of next year because the AFL just needs to make that <laughs> scheduling happen. Uh, let's move on. The other big trade uh, of the day, of the trade period, really, um, is between GWS and Essendon. So GWS, uh, Devin Smith, the GWS uh, talented forward, um, you know, made it known that his preferred landing spot is down uh, to the Bombers, um, and he'll go there along with pick 24 and a future second rounder. Um, and in return, GWS has received pick 11 and a future third rounder. So um, GWS heads back to the draft with a little bit of draft capital to play with here. Geez, I reckon the I reckon the the bombers done pretty well out of this. They've yep. got they've got Devin Smith and, the, and two second rounders. Yeah, one this yep. year and one next year. I reckon the bombers have done really really well out of this. I think uh, before the trade period, I, I don't think that Devin Smith would have been high on their priority list, considering that a number of clubs were interested in his services. Carlton in particular, St Kilda came late, Collingwood as well. Geelong was probably the first one. Uh, but that interest sort of wavered after uh, Jake Stringer and Jack Watts' interest in Geelong as well. Mm-hmm. But I think the Bombers have done really, really well out of this. And I suppose that the attention will now turn to what uh, to what role Smith might play. He's desperate, I think, to play more midfield time. He played uh, a lot of his football in the forward line for GWS and, and mm-hmm. wasn't huge on the scoreboard. I think he's always wanted to be unleashed in the midfield. He can win his, win his own ball and he's quite okay. an explosive player as well. He might fit into that sort of Essen mosquito fleet with Fantasia and McDonald Tip and Woody and Collier and Josh Green. So I reckon it's a, it's a nice little addition there for, for the Bombers and maybe he might uh, provide a nice midfield rotation for them next year as well. That's interesting. So, yeah, GWS, they've got pick 11 and a future third rounder. Um, yep. Do they potentially try and use this pick 11 um, in the next week or so and, and try and um, you know bring to the club... Uh, someone with strong leadership, you know, the kind of player that perhaps they need to take that next step as a football club? Yeah, they haven't really been linked too much with any rival players as, as such, so it'll be interesting to see how they use that pick 11, whether they do go to the draft. They are going to lose a Matt Kennedy, probably to the Blues, and Matt Kennedy was a, a first-round pick, an academy first-round pick, mm a couple of years ago in the same draft as Jacob Hopper, but Hopper is staying. So yeah. whether they want to try and go back to the draft and bring someone else in, which mightn't be a bad, mightn't be a bad idea because they actually, on on paper, from an age and games played uh, perspective, they are one of the more experienced lists in the competition. So yeah. uh, maybe the Giants might decide to, to use that pick at, at the draft and there's, there's some good players sort of around that, that pick 11 area if they are looking for... Okay. Uh, a mature body or a little bit of outside pace. There are a couple of options there for, for GWS. So I think they might go to the draft, but, but don't rule out another play because everything just comes with a rush in, in the second week of trade period as always, and something might go on there. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, they've lost Devin Smith uh, and Stevie Johnson out of that um, forward line now. So, mm. um, you know, I, and of course, Tim Taranto, who was put on ice with an ankle issue midway through the year, uh, comes back into that team next season. But... Um, you know, the the weak spot of the Giants um, 
uh, play this year was a, a defensive-minded forward, someone that can help yep. help them lock the ball up there. So maybe they ne- they do need to go after someone of that ilk, um, yeah, and, you know, sooner and rather if, than and later. If do, and if they and if they do feel it's normally because well, if they do go after someone uh, with who specialises in defensive pressure in the forward line, it's normally not a player that will cost you pick 11. It's yeah. normally someone who'd be a early second round, late second round, maybe even the third round. And you can always you can always go to the draft with, with that kind of player as well. So for, for the Giants, I think they're, they're well-placed. They'd be disappointed to, to lose Devin Smith, and they're probably going to lose Matthew Kennedy as well. They have, uh, they have been linked to Western Bulldogs fringe player Mitch Honeychurch, Yep. who's struggled with some, I suppose, struggled with some senior opportunities over recent years. Honeychurch is a forward midfielder who I think uh, is quite highly rated in terms of his tackling. So that might yeah. be the option to, to bring someone else in there. I but mean, Honeychurch I can't think of any players that have been more consistent in, at VFL level over the last two seasons. He keeps banging down on the door, right? And he, he does, and he's not going to cost them pick 11. Like, yeah. The Giants will be able to get that done for... A pick well out, you know, well outside the first round. So that might be their option there. That so I think that deal will probably get done. So I think yeah. the Giants are pretty pretty well placed. Even though I think they might have lost out in that deal with the Bombers, I still think the Giants are, are pretty well placed. Yeah, fair enough. Uh, with the Bombers, um, they still need to try and bring in Jake Stringer and and Adam Saad, uh, Stringer from the Bulldogs, Saad from Gold Coast. Uh, two talented players. Um, mm-hmm. Can they do? They, these two players have nominated Essendon as their preferred landing spots as well. And and uh, Riley Beveridge has a piece up on on the Fox Sports website for us, looking at how potentially that could actually get done. Can you maybe detail that a bit for us, Benny? Yeah, yeah. Riley's done a really good job with this. I, I suppose from uh, from a, a straight uh, pick swap perspective, I think Adam Saad for pick twenty four, which is the selection that the Giants gave the Bombers as part of the Devon Smith trade. I think it's a win-win uh, yeah. for both the Suns and the Bombers. I think that's a pretty amicable trade that they would like to do. Whether the Bombers are prepared to give up pick 24, there has been some talk that they're only prepared to give up their natural second-round pick, which is pick 29 at the moment. Okay. So I'm not sure uh, if the Bombers will be prepared to give up pick 24, but that would make sense, and I think the Suns would, would take that. In terms of Stringer, but the Devon Smith trade uh, has thrown a bit of a, a spanner in the works mm. from a Stringer perspective because the Dogs definitely wanted pick 11 for, yeah. for Jake Stringer. That's now going to make it quite tough. I think if uh, the Dogs want a first round at Essendon, they're going to have to give up their first round pick from next year's draft. Yeah. So that'll be fascinating to see if there's any movement from the, from the Bombers' perspective there. But what Riley's suggesting, and I think it makes a lot of sense, and it's, it is speculative, but what Riley's suggesting is that Richmond could really help the Bombers out here. Uh, at the moment, Richmond have a couple of picks in the first round of the draft. They've got Port Adelaide's pick from uh, from this year's draft, plus their own at, uh, at pick 17. So yep. what might happen there is that they could, could work out a package where uh, Essendon trades up, Richmond goes back in the draft, uh, they get a couple of Essendon picks uh, in the draft there, and then what happens is that pick would be around 17, 15, 17, one of those two picks there, which would probably, it meets in the middle of what the Bulldogs wanted. So the Bulldogs want to pick 11. Essendon wanted to give up pick 19. Something 15 or 17 is about sort of median range. Mm. Uh, and then what happened, from the Tigers' perspective, uh, they get uh, a couple of second-round picks, which would help them 
uh, match a bid for Richmond father son prospect Patrick Nash, who is likely to get bidded on uh, down uh, probably in the first round, I think. So the more picks that Richmond has uh, sort of later in the draft, the easier it is to match a bid from a rival club yep. in, in that first round. So if that is a potential win win, whether the clubs look at that, I'm not sure, but Riley's onto something. Okay. Uh, so read that at foxfooty.com.au to see if. Uh, to see if that, that tickles your fancy, Richmond and Essendon fans. Yeah, I mean, have, have the dogs hurt, hurt themselves a little bit by potentially devaluing Jake Stringer with, with you know, the, the headlines that we've seen in the last couple of weeks, uh, do you think? Yeah, it's hard, it's, hard to put, it's hard to put a value and a measure on, on off-field issues, and it's, mm. it's, it's why um, Nick Belsano on Fox Sports News AFL tonight during the week said it was hard to put a value on Josh Shackey at the moment because of maybe a perceived lack of competitiveness or wants yeah. to compete. Uh, so it's, it's really hard to put a value on that. And no doubt clubs would have seen the headlines and would be questioning what, what it's all about. But Matt, potentially they might have they might have stuck their foot in the, um, the dogs in the end. But ultimately, Jake Stringer is an All-Australian player. He's a player that has the potential to kick 50 goals in a season. And he's a player that will probably benefit from a fresh start, no doubt. And if they see that if you know if the the bombers see that potential and that they that he can make a valuable contribution to the bombers. There's absolutely no way. Uh, there's no reason why um, they might be willing to to cave for want of a better word to, to the dog's demands. Wouldn't that be a hell of a forward line with Joe Danaher, mm. Jake Stringer, Anthony McDonald, Tip and Woody, Fantasia? Oh, yep, <laughs> it would it's, just it's, be it's, electrifying. It's a great forward line. I yeah. the Bombers, if, if they are able to pull off all three names, which is Sard, Stringer and Smith, plus not lose too much from what they've already accumulated, the Bombers are in really good shape for the yeah. 2018 season. On paper, it's, it's one thing to put a good list together on paper and then actually convert into a good uh, season uh, the next year. But the Bombers, I think, are looking really, really good. You know, first year back after all those suspended players come back were, were pretty impressive. I was obviously fell in the heap against the Swans in that first final. Yeah. But the Bombers, I think, from a list perspective, are in a really good position. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Benny, finally, Dustin Martin. Uh, he he can't do it. <laughs> he can't stay out of the headlines at the mm. moment. Uh, he's decided to not stick his hand up for uh, for the Australian international rules team or or, or put in a more headline way, he's given international rules that don't argue. <laughs> yes, that's a creative headline from the uh, foxfooty.com.au uh, editorial team. But, <laughs> yeah, you're right. So, but I think as, as um, Luke Ball, former uh, Collingwood, uh, premiership, well, Collingwood Premiership player and former St Kilda midfielder, who's part of the Australian international rules side, was uh, up in front of the media today, was asked about Martin. Martin uh, he said that Martin had shown plenty of interest in participating uh, right uh, to the lead-up, actually, of the, the squad announcement. But last night, on uh, on Wednesday night, gave the, uh, the the team committee a bit of a call and, and said, look, I need the, the, the body to, to rest up, and I'm sure they could understand that, considering he's basically played every game for the Tigers this year, a mm. gruelling finals campaign, mm. and given his absolute all, and a pretty, you know, a pretty taxing season, both physically and mentally. He's gone through a lot, Dusty, but at the same time has been able to, to, uh, to walk the walk in terms of yeah. all his uh, achievements that he's been able to to put on the CV, so let like the man party here. for a month. Yeah, he has. He's been. Uh, he's, he's. I don't know if he's on, in Hong Kong at the moment. Is most of the players are on uh, in party mode in Hong Kong uh, on the footy trip at the moment, including Jack Rewald. But 
I, I, it's a pretty star-studded squad. Besides Martin, they've got you know, the previous two Brownlow medalists in Patrick Dangerfield and Matt Fife, Scott Penderbury, Chad Wingard, Paddy Wright of the All-Australian Rockman this year. Uh, it's a pretty star-studded squad. Michael Hibbert is, uh, is in there, so uh, they, they will be without uh, Dustin Martin, but uh, they've still a very, very nice-looking squad uh, on paper. Just interestingly, with, with the Irish, there's a couple of Irish uh, players in the AFL that will be playing. Pierce Hanley, one of those, mm-hmm. uh, Connor McKenna as well. So a couple of... Had a breakout uh, season Tui. for the Bombers. He did, and, uh, and Zach Tui was, uh, was a revelation for the Cats coming across from Carlton. He was. So those three players will uh, be part of the uh, Irish squad for the games in Adelaide and Perth during November. Oh, that'll be, uh, yeah, very exciting, Benny. Um, thank you very much for for coming on today and, and if you want to continue to, to listen to uh, Ben Waterworth's voice then tune into the WNBL on Fox Sports broadcast so not this weekend Warren Smith and yourself are alternating uh, commentary duties I believe for the 3pm Saturday game uh, but yeah you've uh, you've stepped up to the plate with uh, WNBL how, how did your uh, debut go? It was good. It was a, it was a great day in the State Basketball Centre where it was all happening in beautiful Wontana, South of Victoria there, uh, Philip. It was, uh, it, was a, it was a great day out. But, uh, yeah, great to have the WNBL back on Fox. It's a, it's a great product. There's so many talented young female players coming through in, in Aussie basketball circles at the moment. We saw Liz Cambage and Susie Bakovic and Kayla George absolutely star on the weekend. So this weekend it's... Uh, it's Bendigo v Perth uh, up there in the go in beautiful Bendigo mm. in the week after we've got uh, the Dandenong Rangers taking on Townsville in uh, the Dandenong Basketball Centre there so 3pm uh, every Saturday afternoon uh, WNBL on Fox it's, uh, it's, a, it's a lot of fun and we're going to get bigger and better from here that's great solid shout out Benny uh, thanks very much for joining the Splash mate good on you Phil I look forward to the next time yeah, Ben Waterworth there. Always a pleasure to chat to him. His uh, his knowledge of AFL is extraordinary. So uh, if I were you, I would be heading to the Fox Sports website. Uh, him and Max Lawton have been sharing blogging duties. Uh, the Our website is uh, blogging all day, Monday to Friday, um, across the trade period. Um, so any questions that you have about anyone from your own footy club or a rival footy club or someone that's been you know speculated or possibly heading somewhere jump on the website um, scroll through the blog um, or feel free to shoot uh, one of them uh, any kind of questions Um, so yeah thank you very much Ben Waterworth for joining us today on the splash and until next time that's a wrap (laughs) 